Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast, where entrepreneurs come to learn how to live their truth, get rich, and make a massive difference in the world. I'm your host, Adam Force, co-founder at Change Creator and co-creator of the Captivate Method. Each week, we talk to experts about leadership, digital marketing, and sales strategies that you can implement in your business and life to go big. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to grab awesome resources that will help drive your business forward. All right, what's going on, everybody? Happy holidays, and welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. This is your host, Adam Force. Um, Hope everybody's being safe and had a good uh, Christmas. This is recording after the Christmas holiday. And, um, you know, we have the new year coming up just around the corner, so hopefully everybody is ready with their 2021 plans and are taking some family time here to uh, enjoy some relaxation uh, and kind of catch up mentally after a, a very interesting 2020. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people thrived in 2020 and a lot of people didn't uh, because of the unique circumstances. So hopefully you guys were able to plan ahead and figure things out uh, with your digital businesses so that you can continue growing and helping people. Um, so we're going to kick this show off with uh, Richard Lau. So he has a lot of interesting experience and we're excited to, to chat with Richard. So he um, has, he founded two really interesting companies and sold them. So he's, he's founded and built and sold multiple companies actually. And so for example, one of them is mydomain.com and the other is resume.com and there's a few others there. Um, you know, he has a really interesting model, like a formula, um, and it's it's interesting to hear how, how he kind of is growing these businesses and selling them and how he thinks about them. So this is going to be very valuable uh, as you listen in to his strategies and insights. So aside from that, he also gives back because he is the executive director of Water School, which is a charity focused on clean water projects in Uganda. So a lot of interesting experience here as far as business and otherwise. Um, we're going to dive into that in just a minute. If you missed the last episode, we didn't do one over the over last week, over the Christmas holiday, um, but we uh, the last episode we did have was with Kat Lukak, and she is an she has a lot of experience as a social entrepreneur and helping people create their social enterprises. So we talk about how to empower your social enterprise and make money, and we get into a lot of different details there. So there's a lot of value in uh, listening to the discussions around money and things like that because there's there's common struggles for social entrepreneurs. All right, so let's get into this next episode. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Go to our Facebook page, follow us there, and from there you can also find our button for our Facebook group so you can join a more intimate community, which is called Be a Change Creator. All right, guys, that wraps it up. We're going to dive into this conversation with Richard. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Richard, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, um, Adam. It's uh, really an honor to be here. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, I forget where you're located. I'm up in Vancouver, Canada, so a couple hours north oh, of Seattle. Oh, Canadian. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, two of my teammates are in <laughs> Canada. I've been there once. No, 
Twice? Maybe twice now? Have I been in twice? I think so. Oh, come back a third time. Come on, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, I was out in Toronto and Kitchener and Waterloo or something like that. Okay. Yeah, back yeah. east we call it. Yeah. Um, you know, West Coast is sunnier, more relaxed. Nice. Uh, you know, more outdoor focused. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so... I know you got a lot of interesting projects that you've worked on um, and that you're now working on currently, like Logo.com. Um, that's a, quite a domain that you locked in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been in the domain name business for over 20 years now. Uh, I'm, so I'm have you had myself. that in your back pocket for a while? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I've had a lot of fantastic domain names come across uh, come across my desk. And, you know, I've bought and sold a lot. I've, I've represented some, um, you know, and occasionally you have the opportunity to lock in uh, a fantastic domain. And, you know, so I've, I've built up a small portfolio of fantastic names that I can see um, myself or a business partner or even, you know, my kids um, developing out one day as real businesses. And Logo.com was one of them. And, you know, we've sat on it for a number of years. Um, yeah. And then about two years ago, started to build it out, um, you know, as a real business. Um, but, you know, we've had the idea of what we wanted to do on it percolating for, gosh, six or seven years. <laughs> yeah, as I say, you must have gotten it a while ago, because if you try to buy a, a domain like that today, you'll probably spend a million dollars. Yeah, you know, we, 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 spent, uh, we spent a lot. Um, it was in the six figures. Um, and, but yeah, it's, you know, yeah, if you were to buy it today, it would be worth, um, it would be worth even more. You know, yeah, I mean, why build the business? You just sell the, sell the domain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we, we, we've proven that, um, with resume.com that it is worth building a business around, um, you know, these category killing, um, domain names. Um, it, it's kind of like eat your own dog food, right? I've been buying and selling domain names for 20 years and, you know, the, the, what we're preaching is that it, it, when you have a category defining domain name, it gives you a running start and it gives you that extra wind in your sales. And, yeah. you know, it, we've proven it. It does work. Uh, resume.com is, is an absolute, uh, huge, you know, firsthand, um, example of taking a, a premium domain name, super premium domain name, um, putting, building a business around it, office, employees, the whole nine yards, and then exiting, yeah. successfully exiting. Yeah. A, a, a lot more than what the domain name by itself would have would have been. So yeah, you know, we could of sell course. we could sell logo.com for a million dollars, but you know, <laughs> why not build a business and sell it for ten or twenty or fifty? You know? Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And have a lot of fun and help a lot of people along the way. Cool. Um, now you created just to give people a little history, you created resume.com and you said you sold that to Indeed. Yes. What yeah, was the process what, like? Like, because I, here's what I, I want to get a little comparison on the evolution of your process. So, in a sense, what did you do for resume.com to build that up? Um, you know, the overview there and sell it, like the strategy. And then, are you doing anything different here based on lessons learned with logo.com? Absolutely. Um, so, really, you know, uh, uh, resume was our third, my third exit. Um, in in 15 years. So my first exit was an unmitigated disaster. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it's like, you know, how do you become a millionaire? You start with 10 million. Um, you know, you 
like when you, um, but we, I had a, a domain name business, um, registrar and it was worth say, around the neighborhood of $4 million. Um, long story short, I merged it with another company, um, private equity. Um, uh, you know, they were doing some Enron accounting and, you know, I end up with a severance check, my okay. tail between my legs and I yeah. come home and everyone's patting me on the back saying, oh, you just, did, you know, come back from Silicon Valley. And I'm like, yeah, do you have some money I can borrow? Because <laughs> uh, I'm broke. Um, and so that, that, that was the biggest lessons, you know, the, the, the school of hard knocks. Um, then we, I built a, a domain name conference called NamesCon, and that's now part of the GoDaddy family. And that was a, that was also that was a, a, a successful exit, and you know, but it was a it was a fair deal. It wasn't uh, you know it wasn't life changing money by any means. Yeah. Um, and then the resume deal, um, you know, now now they're coming up on you know exit number three. So now I'm familiar with like due diligence and data. <laughs> you know, a data bank and, you know, all the due diligence questions and kind of the process and putting your, you know, the, the, your hat on in terms of like, what is a buyer wanting to see? What are they expecting? You know, there was, it was very little surprises in, in the, you know, 250 questions that they sent us, um, to say, you know, where's this, where's that? And so, you know, it, I, I actually did, did a session, um, at a, one of my the last in person conference I went to back in January, um, almost a year ago. Yeah. Um, and it, my my session was on building for an exit. You know, so it's like when you're building your business, what do you have, um, or what thought process have you put in place right at the beginning, having an exit in mind? Because um, man, it can make your life so much simpler when you're doing the due diligence um, responses that you were like, oh, you know what. When I started this, I actually was anticipating having to answer this question three years later. So you don't have to go back and recreate or get confirmation letters. And so, yeah, it was a, a good question. Like, what is the process? It's, it's been a building um, process of, of learning what um, buyers want to know and preparing for that in advance. So it makes the, the process so much smoother. Yeah, that's interesting. What can you give an example? I don't know if you have something off the top of your mind of just the kind of question you might want to be asking yourself up front um, so that sure. you are prepared. Absolutely. So, you know, when we're building logo.com, you know, we're obviously looking around where we've got it. It's a, an automated AI powered logo maker. So basically you come in, you put in your business name, um, you put in your slogan, put in a few keyword uh, industry, and we generate hundreds of designs based on that. And so that's pulling in templates. Um, it's pulling in, you know, AI powered um, conversations of what design will look best, et cetera. But underpinning all of that are licensing. You know, so you have to have licensing for the fonts. You have to have licensing for any drawings or icons. Yeah. Um, and so you know, we were looking around at our competitors and we're like, wow, you know, they're they're doing that and they're doing that. And you're like, how are they doing that? Are they, <laughs> are they actually licensing that font properly? And I dig into it and no, they're not. They're absolutely 100% blatantly copyright infringement, and you're just like, wow, that's not good because, 
you know, when they do go to sell uh, eventually, um, they are going to have a, a massive um, due diligence problem. Um, they are going to, you know, because I can guarantee you that any purchaser, um, whether it's a PE firm or it's a, de a design house or, you know, um, Vistaprint or Fiverr, or anybody who's looking at a, a logo maker, uh, there's a number of us online and they're looking at, at this. They're going to ask the questions like, have you always when did you license this font that you've always, you know, what was the date of the license? What you know, what is what is the your product that you sold built on? And they're going to have a problem because they're they've been around for a number of years. And for any customers that they've had up to the point that they, you know, corrected it and changed their their font. Yeah. They have a huge liability because ah. you've now sold, a, you've sold a logo to a customer that you didn't have the fonts licensed for, and mm. so if those customers ever get hit by the font owner, it's not just the cost of the of the logo. They they could hit you for the cost of branding change, of you know damage to their brand, and you know the 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 cost of of um, of. Uh, of having to update their website, letterhead, trucks, etc., um, as well as any damages that they need to pay to the font owner. Yeah, you know, the chances of that happening, sure, it might be slim. But if you're a public company and you're purchasing a logo maker and you're asking them for their licensing agreements, and they're like, "Wait, we didn't do any licensing agreements. We just stole fonts off, off." offline you know off, that we found online and yeah. it's just like oh my goodness you know <laughs> so like we know this right so from day one before customer one all of our licensing agreements are in place you know we we know what the questions are going to be so it helps us be a better person right as a better en entity a better um organized and ethical because you know there's going to be accountability there's going to be a judgment day on that when that exit uh, is is um, on the horizon, that's your judgment day. Somebody comes in and they ask you every single tough question and they look at every single skeleton in your closet. So yeah. don't have any skeletons, you know? That's got, what, it. That's got it. Getting ahead of the game, being smart up front. I mean, all those legal things, you're right. When you get to that, you may coast for a while, but you get to that exit and those opportunities and Oh, I can see the headache now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it may not kill the deal, but it sure would. Uh, it sure would lower the price. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about. I mean, you seem to have this process you've kind of created. It's your own formula in a sense. It's like get a great domain. A, a, you know, a great brand story and a great company does start with that name, right? And it should say something about the business that it, the business is designed like the essence, right? Um, and these are obviously just very verbatim. You got logo.com, resume.com. It's like you can't really <laughs> screw it up, <laughs> uh, you know? Um, and so you get the logo and you are looking to – you start with an exit in mind. I'm going to create a killer business. Uh, you're leaning into AI and things like that. Um, I, I love the formula and I'm curious though, you're, you are though passionate about branding and, and things like that, but resume.com, it's not like you were passionate about resumes. So how did that play in for your personal experience? Oh, that's, it's very interesting and, um, it's easy to miss, right? It's easy to say, okay, well look, you're just building a resume builder. Yeah. 
And you know how how boring is that, right? <laughs> and you know, like let's just let's just get to the chase. Um, but really, what uh, what excited me and got me, um, you know, um, just pumped every day, uh, quite frankly, was that you're not just building, um, helping someone build a resume. There are behind every single resume, and we had four million resumes built on our site. Shit. Behind every single resume is a person, and behind every person is a story. And what you're doing is you're reaching into this person's life, and you're giving them a helping hand. So you're like, if when, when someone comes to came to our, our resume website, we wanted to be able to say, okay, look, by the time they leave, they are leaving as a better person in terms of a better opportunity or they're going to um, have a better chance of getting that job that they're they're applying for you know we're that they're going to leave whether they pay um, for our service or not they're going to leave better than when they arrived mm -hmm. and the change that we were actually able to see in terms of like high school students coming in and then being able to have a better resume than if they were just like opening up a Google Doc and, and starting with a blank page. Um, and, you know, we'd see people build a resume when they graduate from high school. Um, and then two years later, they'd build another resume because um, they were at a university um, and they were seeking like a, 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 a TA position. Um, and then again, when they graduated from university and they're seeking a professional. So, right. you know, we, it was so cool to see this, these kids growing up um, on our platform and seeing the jobs that they're adding to their resume that they got because they were using resume.com. Mm, and so yeah. it's, um, you know, I, I have this uh, life philosophy, which is basically simple, which is to be helpful, right? It's just, and that covers a whole, you know, a whole aspect of, of positive attitude, um, you know, um, beneficial um, uh, relationships, um, like how are you being a benefit to your, to your um, you know, close-knit um, colleagues, friends, family, as well as to your extended network, yeah. as well as to your community, right? Because at the end of the day, it's, you know, money's a tool, but life is about relationships. So it's like, how are you being um, helpful in the relationships that you have with your customers? And so that that's what we did with Resume, it's what we did with the conference, and that's what we're doing with Logo. You may not buy from us, but at least you're going to be better um, and hopefully have been helped by us uh, when you're when you come to logo.com yeah yeah I checked it out it's pretty pretty cool I mean I love the the dive you're taking into leveraging AI um, and I think it's a really it's a great jump start for creativity for people um, so I, I mean I look at something like this and um, it's kind of like <sighs> Where does someone begin in exploring AI capabilities? I, I, there's got to be a, a pretty hefty investment in the, I guess, research on on developing that kind of tech. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think you know we're still early days, so. <clears throat> For us, it's, you know, we know um, from Resume as an example, you know, we rebuilt the platform, gosh, three or four times. And each time it looks pretty much the same to the to the end user you know they're coming in they're building a resume and but on the back end we're like starting from scratch sometimes we're completely changing the entire back end uh, language and and platform um, and so with logo um, we're able to 
you know, we were able to plan it out um, much more in advance. Yeah. Um, so we haven't had to rewrite uh, the platform, but we it is an ongoing, growing entity. Um, and we are using all onshore uh, developers, either in Canada, the U.S., or the U.K. Um, and it's more expensive for us, but we're finding that we're better able to communicate um and and we're just having um, you know we we operate primarily on Slack and Asana, mm-hmm. um, and we're we're able to communicate as a team faster, um, and that's so important when there's so much to learn um, because you know we're taking uh, we're taking this branding conversation right a, a typical. Um, um, process would be a user needs to a customer needs to design a logo and they sign up with either a freelancer or an agency and they have a, a, a few dozen conversations back and forth um, about what it is they're looking for and so you know the challenge to the AI team is okay guys we these are the predictive um, conversations that that someone would have over the course of either three days or three weeks with their designer or with their design team. We need you to um, put that into algorithmic conversations and have it AI um, based so that it it can go faster. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. And you're just like, okay, tell me what you guys can do, right? Um, so I'm not an AI expert, but I, I can point at other things that uh, that other people are doing and say, look, they're doing it. They solved it. <laughs> you yeah. guys figure it out. Yeah, figure it out now. <laughs> do what they're doing, but better. <laughs> um, but I, you know, so we we pose the problem. We can see that people are are um, are coming up with solutions, whether it's in in the logo space or in other AI um, 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 problems. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it is a lot of work. Let, let me not, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat that, oh yeah, it's no problem, AI is fun and easy. No, my goodness, yeah. it is a lot of work. It's a lot more work than just pretending yeah. and yeah. putting in scotch tape and, uh, you know, 100 monkeys. Um, yeah. So it's 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 a lot of work um, and it's not easy by any means. And we're paying for that expertise um, locally. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I did some consulting for a legal team who's doing some serious AI stuff to shake up and disrupt the legal industry's old, undisturbed ways. <laughs> and um, we worked with a few agencies and went through all kinds of uh, storyboards and stuff on how the flows and everything. I was helping with the uh, branding and user experience of their app and all that kind of stuff. And man, once you get into that AI world, because it is it's all like the wild, wild west in my mind. I Meaning you can really do almost anything. It's just, do you have the team that can figure it out and like break the rules of what is now, right? And kind mm-hmm. of be on top of all the latest technology or breakthroughs and things like that. And you're right, it's labor intensive. Lots of meetings, lots of figuring things out, um, testing. Oh man, it is, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's quite amazing. Um, but it's also amazing then once you are able to solve some of these problems, um, you know, the the ability to come in. And this is going off on um, a little bit off AI, but the ability to come in, post um, the uh, the information in, and then you know. We, we, to the end user, it looks like we've just pulled all these designs out that we had preloaded. 
But yeah. really what's happening in the back end is we're spinning up 300 Amazon web servers um, having, you know, you know, each one of these has is multi-threaded, multi-processor. They each have a, a conversation with um, various different APIs and then return results. But, you know, really what we should be doing is like, okay, enter your information. Okay, in, in tomorrow, come back and we'll have a bunch of designs. But yeah. instead, our, our techs are like, no, you know what? We can solve it a different way. We can make it look instant. I and so... That. It, it, it is. It's instant, right? You know, we're generating dozens of do- and dozens of designs at a time to, to present to you. But in our back end, we're, we're, we've got these servers spinning up that are having these conversations um, to say, OK, what, what font set? What font matching? What icon? How, how big should that be? Should it be on the right, left, center? You know, what colors? Yeah. There's all kinds of, of crazy stuff that's going on. Um, yeah. But it allows the user to kind of sit back and, you know, call it like Tinder for logo design. You're just like, no, 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 no. I kind of like that one favorite. No, no, no. Yeah, I like that one favorite. No, 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 no. <laughs> right? And then you get it down to your favorites list. And then you, you take a look and you're like, you know what? I like that one, but I, I, I think the uh, icon should be bigger. Okay, we'll just click on it, make the icon bigger, you know, and so within 20 minutes, you should be able to walk away from logo.com with a logo. And that is like taking a three week process down to 20 minutes. It, you know, we, we've spent the money, we've spent the thousands and thousands of programming hours uh, that we are confident yeah. that, that people can do that. And uh, that's huge. That's a big impact. I mean, I like what you said about resume.com and how you're helping people. It's like you're, you're injecting yourself in part of a process that, you know, like everyone says, right? You got to find, find the pain point for people. And you're really helping make someone's life easier um, by providing this type of solution faster, save time, um, save money, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I, I, you mentioned before, like, you know, these guys came up with a, a solution to say, well, we can kind of do it and make it look instantaneous. I love when tech guys have ideas that I never thought of and you're just yeah. like, yeah, you're like, you could do that. Oh, yes. I love that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, we, uh, we have a lot of fun. Um, we do give our tech guys a lot of leeway, um, in terms of being, uh, expressing their creativity because yeah. this, this is, this is a, a very interesting, um, um, problem to solve for, right? Um, you're, we approach it, uh, our visitors as if they're asking us, hey, you know, Adam, can you design a logo for me? It's like, okay, yeah, let's get it out right now, right? It's not a, a back and forth. Um, and so, you know, our techs have to be able to just say, look, this is the problem. You guys figure out how to solve it. Right. right? We, right. we don't um, handhold them in terms of like, okay, well, I want you to program this and I want you to program that. And it's just like, what do you guys think? Like, let's all look at it. I mean, we use this um, amazing service called usertesting.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no, no association, no affiliate here. Just um, And they do screen recordings of users going through your website and running it to, to problems. And I, we don't filter that. We don't like, oh, we got a bunch of user testing. Here's the report. And this is now text. This is now what we want you to, guys to fix. It's like, no, no, no. We all watch it because that is like gold. Right. Every yeah. single person in the in the whole org watches um, every single one of those user testing videos because it's uh, it's important to know exactly what is it the, the user is experiencing. And it's important for the text to to, to know um, 
what it is that they're delivering yeah and how yeah. are people interacting with what they're delivering um and it's uh you know there's no better way. It's kind of like, uh, you know, what's it called? The uh, undercover boss kind of thing, right? It's just like <laughs> you want your 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 people dealing on the front line, even if they never have that uh, experience. We, we have text doing, uh, jumping into customer service, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, you know, I shouldn't be in customer service. It's like we're all in customer service. This is all about customer service, right? So it's like uh, – yeah, it's it, we we do things a little differently. Um, sure, but like, as you say, it's kind of lessons learned from resume and and uh, and other past businesses we built. Cool. Yeah. When I love that kind of testing you mentioned too, Hotjar does that kind of stuff with their yeah. uh, recordings. I love those recordings. I'm like, oh man, I could see like certain, you know, funnel sequences working or not working where people get stuck or page loads get hung up and stuff like that. Um, and there's another one, too, you probably get a kick out of, I think. Um, I'm trying to remember. I haven't used it in a while, but I used to use it a lot with clients I consulted for, and it's about a five-second test. I think okay. it's on Usability Hub. Um, so basically, you get in front of all these people, and you can throw up your landing page or whatever web page you want, and you do a five-second test where it helps you optimize your design because you measure the recall and first impressions and what people see, and, and are they getting? Are you getting across what you hope? Like you know right. what I'm saying? And you right. can learn if it's actually making the impression you think it is. Exactly. I mean, that that's really that's so relevant to logo design as well. You know, yeah. like, so we, we we people come to our, our site and sometimes they're like, why are logo? It's very simple. I want this, you know, um, modified to include, you know, a flag and an eagle and a wrench for my, you know, plumbing service. And it's just like, you know, you're overly complicating it because you've really got, you know, a fraction of a second to communicate your name, goodwill, trust, professionalism. You yeah, know, yeah, and, and and you know a lot of people, if they go to a, a freelance designer um, and the freelance designer is you know ju just trying to justify their rate, they're they're they over design it and they end up putting in too much stuff and they're because the freelancer is looking at it like my customer is the guy um, who's paying my bill, right? <laughs> yeah. Whereas really. What they need to do is like is is say to the guy who's paying the bill, look, I'm the designer. You you got to remember that what we're what the the end goal here is to communicate to your customer. So the customer is your customer, not yeah the yeah. Uh, the guy just paying the bill. <laughs> um, so it's uh, you know, but you know, if you're you're paying a freelancer, you know, fifty bucks to design your logo, he's he's just like, I just want to make you happy and move on. He doesn't really. That's care. it. He's not trying to. Yeah, he's, right? he's not trying to to help <laughs> you out and then like you know give you all kinds of strategic advice or anything like that. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, yeah. I I wanted to talk a little bit, if you don't mind, before we get you know close to the end here, a little bit mm -hmm. about logos and brands with you. Um, so you kind of just started because it's a segue you kind of just started talking about keeping it simple making it clear and understandable um you know you're buying domain names for 20 years or more um mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about what people should be looking for in a logo today right like where your yeah. mind is at as far as a quality logo um, because there is a lot of overcomplication, especially with domain names. 
Um, for example, a domain name that is a, a common word but spelled differently. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I always struggle with that because especially as we get into more voice, um, you know, like Alexa and Google Home, like they will mm-hmm. confuse those things, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah. you know, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on what makes a great logo. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's two, two parts of that puzzle there. There's, um, what things make a great logo and then what things make a great name. Yeah. Um, so, you know, talking about, uh, logos, um, you know, if you look at the, the trend right now is simple, clean, easy to read logos. Um, you know, you look at, uh, Canon, Samsung, um, you know, they're, they're really just word marks. There is no, you know, Canon doesn't have a, um, stylized camera, um, that they're pushing, they're pushing Canon. Um, and so, you know, um, on the flip side, if you walk around your neighborhood, take your dog for a walk or look around at like the, um, the, the landscaping company, the local plumber, local electrician, um, you're going to see overly stylized logos. And now because as humans, you know, we have that, uh, that, uh, Mark, um, sorry, that, that, that book, um, um, uh, blink. Um, you you're going to make a decision in the in the fraction of a second um, when you see a logo, and you're not going to know exactly why you're making that decision. You just know it. And and but if we you know as a person who just lives and breathes logos now, we analyze this. Um, what you're what you're what's happening is you're seeing hundreds if not thousands of logos a day and you are taking and analyzing um th- those logos and equating them to the size of the company the longevity of the company the trustworthiness the professionalism um basically goodwill and so what you're going to equate to right now is these overly stylized logos are equating to a small company, a, probably a one-man show um, that, mm-hmm. uh, that may or may not have been around for very long. Whereas the simple wordmark, uh, maybe a, a very simple icon, um, those are going to, you know, and the simple icon doesn't have to mean that it's not customized, but a, a very simple icon um, is going to have a... Uh, uh, an impression of a larger company, um, more professional, and that uh, that they know what they're doing, and they're not. Uh, so you know, there's definitely this trend um, to um, clean logos, and I think that's because it's gotten so busy that you only have a half a second to communicate what is my company name. Um, that that you that you have to be able to just have the user focus on your name, yeah. not on um, the eagle and the wrench and the, the sink, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I've always um, been a fan of having the, the lockup with like an image, but it's it's you're right. Like the simplicity, unless it makes sense, like if there's real... Re- rhyme and reason for it to be there um mm-hmm. otherwise because i mean there's uses that are important and i i had a regret where you know we created change creator magazine and we used the logo uh, icon as the mm-hmm. primary face of the magazine with the name very small um right. you know and then i got a call from shark tank because blake makoski was going on there and they're like we want to show your magazine cover on the show and i was like wow that's amazing i'm like shit, I don't have like my name spread across <laughs> that fucking thing. Right? right? Whereas if your name is your logo, like come to logo.com. We eat our own dog food. 
Yeah. There is no icon in our logo.com logo. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we we put a lot of time and effort and thought into what we what we should have as our logo, because, you know, if you if you're logo dot com and you have a crappy logo, what are you doing in the business? Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you wanted to take a look at somebody or a company that has spent um, more time than you can ever imagine designing a logo, um, come to logo dot com and you can see simplicity is where it's at. Yeah, I, I like simplicity, um, you know, for sure. So, yeah, and what was the other part of that that we wanted to say, say the logo and then the, um, what the heck? Oh, the naming, naming. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. About, yeah, so, you know, I, I see this a lot, and especially coming from the domain name business, you know, there's um, there's things like radio test. You know, is it, if I say a brand name to you, .com, will you be able to go over to your computer and type that in? Or, you know, if, I, if I'm saying, okay, you know, it's chatter.ai. Right. Yeah. And, and do I? So now you, you. Am I asking you implicitly to remember two things? Am I asking you to remember that Chatter has no e, and it's a dot <laughs> yeah. AI? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. So, so those are what I call hacks. Right. So, if it's not a dot com, it's a hack. Okay. And it's not necessarily bad. Right. But don't do two hacks. Right. So if it's going to be Chatter dot AI, then have it be the real word Chatter dot AI. If it's going to be chatter with no e, then it better be the dot com, because if you're saying okay, it's chatter yep. dot io, and there's no e, the guy's like, what? Wait, what? Yeah, right. Yeah, and and you're going to lose them. Um, you 100%. Know, so, so you know you can have one hack, but don't have two. Um, so you know, feel free to drop the e. Lots of people do that, but stick. Then if you're doing that, stick with the dot com. I agree, hundred um, percent. I mean, I, I, if you have to explain to someone something like that, like, yeah, when you do it, make sure you spell it this way. Like, you, you're already right. setting yourself up for like a challenge. I'm not saying it's impossible. There's great brands out there that have done it and they crushed it, right? But mm-hmm. it doesn't make your life easier. That's for sure. <laughs> and right. I, you know, like if I was gonna do, like, I remember I did a rainforest thing a while back, years ago. I was like an activist, and I wanted to do something and. I kept it instead of being like the rainforest initiative, blah, blah, or whatever the hell like people do. I just yeah. said, I love rainforest.com. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, like, <laughs> it's like a statement that you believe in, you know? Right. right. Um, keep it super simple and, and natural, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds- and, you know, there, there are a lot of new um, non.coms that are available and my, you know, that it's kind of like a, uh, an open field to to go for, but you know. So again, if you if you're going to go for a dot x y z, don't go for a three word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't go for I heart rainforest dot x y z. You yeah. don't need to. You, you know? don't need to. Or right. but you could go for you know you could go for rainforest dot eco. Yeah. Right. Or rainforest dot green. Or rainforest dot life. Or logo dot x y z. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Go for I heart logos all day. <laughs> and there's no E. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right, Richard, I'm going to let you go here. I really appreciate it. So obviously people can find you. Uh, I know you got logo.com. So guys, super yeah. easy. Go check it out. Play around with it. Get some creative ideas. Do some business with Richard and team. They're doing some cool stuff. And also, so if you're 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 listening to this, you're not looking for a resume. So scrap that idea. <laughs> but uh, Richard, is there anywhere else people will find you, or is Logo.com the best spot? 
the uh, logo.com yeah so richard at logo.com or um hit me up on linkedin i'm a sure. big believer in building uh building a network uh, in mutual mutually beneficial ways so um i'm richard at logo.com on uh, on linkedin easy to find got it got it all right richard thanks again appreciate your time thank you adam Thanks for tuning into the Change Creator podcast. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to get access to free downloads and other great resources that will drive your business forward. 